0: Authoritative utterances on Morocco are not wanting for those who can read them in French, but they are to be found mainly in large and often inaccessible books like Monsieur Dutet's Entrebus, the Marquis de Segonzac's Remarkable Explorations of the Atlas, or Foucault's classic, but unobtainable, Reconnaissance au Maroc, and few, if any, have been translated into English. Monsieur Louis Chatelain has dealt with the Roman ruins of Volubilis and M. Trinchon de Lunel, Monsieur Raymond Couchelin, M. Gaillard, M. Ricard, and many other French scholars have written of Moslem architecture and art in articles published either in France-Maroc, as introductions to catalogues of exhibitions, or in the reviews and daily papers. Pierre Loti and M. André Chevrillon have reflected, with the intensest visual sensibility, the romantic and ruinous Morocco of yesterday. And in the volumes of the Conférence Marocaine, published by the French government, the experts gathered about the Resident General have examined the industrial and agricultural Morocco of tomorrow. Lastly, one striking book sums up, with the clearness and consecutiveness of which French scholarship alone possesses the art, the chief things to be said on all these subjects, save that of art and archaeology. This is Monsieur Augustin Bernard's volume. Le Maroc, the one portable and compact yet full and informing book since Leo Africanus described the bazaars of Fez. But Monsieur Augustin Bernard deals only with the ethnology, the social, religious, and political history, and the physical properties of the country, and this, though a large order, leaves out the visual and picturesque side, except in so far as the book touches on the always picturesque life of the people. For the use, therefore, of the happy wanderers who may be planning a Moroccan journey, I have added to the record of my personal impressions a slight sketch of the history and art of the country. In extenuation of the attempt, I must add that the chief merit of this sketch will be its absence of originality. Its facts will be chiefly drawn from the pages of Monsieur Augustin Bernard, M. H. Saladin, and Mr. Gaston Mégiont and the rich sources of the Conférence Marocaine, and the Articles of France-Maroc. It will also be deeply indebted to information given on the spot by the brilliant specialists of the French administration, to the Marquis de Ségonzac, with whom I had the good luck to travel from Rabat to Marrakesh and back, to Monsieur Alfred de Tard, editor of France-Maroc, and to Monsieur Trinchon de Lunel, director of the French School of Fine Arts in Morocco, to Monsieur Goulvain, the historian of Portuguese Mazagán, and to M. Louis Chatelain and to the many other cultivated and cordial French officials, military and civilian, who at each stage of my journey did their amiable best to answer my questions and open my eyes. Chapter 1. Rabat and Salé. 1. Leaving Tangier. To step on board a steamer in a Spanish port and three hours later to land in a country without a guidebook is a sensation to rouse the hunger of the repletest sightseer. The sensation is attainable by anyone who will take the trouble to row out into the harbor of Algeciras and scramble onto a little black boat headed across the straits. Hardly has the rock of Gibraltar turned to cloud when one's foot is on the soil of an almost unknown Africa. Tangier indeed is in the guidebooks, but cuckoo-like, it has had to lay its eggs in strange nests, and the traveler who wants to find out about it must acquire a work dealing with some other country, Spain or Portugal, or Algeria. There is no guidebook to Morocco, and no way of knowing once one has left Tangier behind, where the long trail over the rift is going to land one, in the sense understood by anyone accustomed to European certainties. The air of the unforeseen blows on one from the roadless passes of the atlas. This feeling of adventure is heightened by the contrast between Tangier, cosmopolitan, frowsy, familiar Tangier that every tourist has visited for the last 40 years, and the vast unknown just beyond. One has met, of course, travelers who have been to Fez, but they have gone there on special missions, under escort, mysteriously, perhaps perilously. The expedition has seemed, till lately, a considerable affair, and when one opens the records of Moroccan travellers written within the last twenty years, how many, even of the most adventurous, are found to have gone beyond Fez? And what to this?